As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to bollnbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Stay care. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. KCAA Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. It's a big Saturday in college basketball. TCU wrapping up an upset of number 17 Iowa State. Just over a minute left, and TCU leads 83-74. 39 seconds to go. Number 21 LSU holding on. They lead Auburn 79-73. A top 25 matchup. Number 10 Marquette leading number 14 Villanova 47-32. 12.50 to go in the second half. Finals from earlier. Number 5 Kentucky got by Mississippi State 71-67. Number 7 Michigan got by number 19 Wisconsin 61-52. Number 8 North Carolina avoiding the upset beating Miami in overtime 88-85. Clemson upset number 11 Virginia Tech 59-51. Number 13 Kansas topped Oklahoma State 84-72. Number 9 Michigan State has just finished off a win over Minnesota 79-55. Coming up Two hours from now, it's the rematch. Number two, Duke, and number three, Virginia. This time it's in Charlottesville for the Cavaliers. Their only loss this season was to the Blue Devils, but that was in Durham. Their head coach, Tony Bennett, talked about round two between these two juggernauts. There's some areas where they were really good against us, and we weren't as good as we needed to be. Can we handle those situations better? Uh, Can we make some adjustments? That's always part of playing a team a second time around. Both teams are going to try to make adjustments. And again, it's just who's going to be playing good basketball in in that 40-minute or 45-minute or whatever it takes. The NBA slate will tip off about an hour from now. Hockey second intermission. Senators lead the Jets 4-1. The Blues over the Predators 3-1. Finals from earlier. Bruins defeated the Kings 5-4 in a shootout. It was the Sabres over the Red Wings 3-1. Wild beat the Devils 4-2. It was the Flyers over the Ducks 6-2. And in overtime, the Islanders a 4-3 victory over the Avalanche. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Get all of your scores on the NBC Sports Scores app. This is KCAA. NBC News Radio, I'm Phil Hewlett. A bipartisan group of lawmakers is taking part in meetings at Camp David to try to reach a deal to avoid a second government shutdown. Government funding is set to run out February 15th. President Trump is not expected to attend the meeting. Senator Elizabeth Warren is the latest Democrat to enter the 2020 presidential race. She formally launched her campaign today with a speech in Lawrence, Massachusetts. A powerful winter storm is disrupting travel in the Seattle area. Tens of thousands lost power. Washington's governor declared a state of emergency. As heavy snow blankets the Northwest, more than 150 flights have been canceled. The National Enquirer is launching its own investigation into Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos' claim the tabloid tried to blackmail him. Bezos accused the company of threatening to go public with graphic photos of him and his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, to stop his investigation into how the tabloid got a hold of his private text messages. Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. KCAA Radio is proud to announce that the Tri-City Center in Redlands is our new home. 
We're fortunate to be located among some of the best businesses in the region. Among our neighbors are Ray Chiropractic, Brace Connection Orthodontist, Pain Solutions Medical Massage, Rent-A-Center, MVP Staffing Agency, Jenny Craig, Salon Centric, and many more. The Tri-City Shopping Center is located just off the I-10, between Alabama and the Tennessee exits in Redlands. The Tri-City Center is the mall with the heart. Hey guys, this is Andrew Caravella. Just wanted to let you know that KCAA has a new listener line for all of you that have a phone. Now you can listen to KCAA in the grocery store, in the doctor's office, or when you want to pretend you're on the phone with someone just so that creeper will leave you alone. Call 720-835-3099 today and listen to your favorite KCAA radio shows. That number again, 720-835-3099. KCAA radio, the station that leaves no caller or listener listener behind. Hi folks. If you're still paying for electricity every month, it means you haven't signed up for the Inland Empire's number one money savings program offered by Horizon Solar Power. Just call to qualify your home and Horizon will give you $100 plus pay your electric bill until 2020. It's that simple. Call, qualify, get $100 and no electric bill payments until 2020. So keep your money in your pocket and become energy independent today. Call 844-711-6996. That's 844-711-6996. Or click on one of our stay cool ads at kcaaradio.com. Although plywood is great for hundreds of uses, it's not the most convenient thing to heft from one place to another. Most plywood comes in 4 by 8 sheets and weighs anywhere from 25 to 85 pounds, depending on the thickness of the sheet. Bottom line, unless you have really long arms, sheets of plywoods are a stretch to carry. Here are a couple of ways around that. Position the plywood with a long edge down. Tie about 20 feet of rope into a loop and slip each end of the loop around the two bottom corners of the plywood. Reach over the edge of the plywood, grab the middle part of the loop, and lift. That's a good way to get you and your load from point A to B. Another trick is to lift the plywood slightly with one hand, and with the other, hook a claw hammer under the plywood about midway along the edge. The hammer extends your reach, and again, you've got yourself an instant handle. Get more tips at BobVila.com, and right here, at home with me, Bob Vila. KCAA. Express 106.5 FM The number one FM talk radio station in the Inland Empire KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind Express 106.5 FM KCAA You've heard AM, you've heard FM. Now, tune in to DM Radio, the world's longest-running show about data. Each week, host Eric Cavanaugh interviews the brightest minds in the world of information management. Want to be on a show? Send an email to info at dmradio.biz. Now, here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks. Hello and welcome back once again. It is time indeed for another episode of DM Radio. Yes, indeed. My name is Eric Cavanaugh. I will be your humble, if excitable host of the show that is designed, after all, to peel away the marketing veneer, get down to brass tacks, and figure out what is going on in the world of information management. What's going on in the data world? Everybody loves data these days. Everybody talks about data. We all know what data-driven means. Uh, data-driven is the is the future, frankly. If you're not using your data as an organization, well, I don't know what you're doing. You may be a sculptor, um, but there are not too many jobs that don't really rely on data in some significant and meaningful way. And we're really entering a whole new age. Some people are calling this the fourth industrial revolution. What I'm talking about is artificial intelligence, AI. Not new stuff, folks. It's been around for quite some time now, decades, quite literally, but... The forces have all come together, the tumblers have aligned, and now we are in the ready-for-prime-time world of artificial intelligence. You see it all over the place. Alexa, Siri, for example, talking to Siri, that's an AI assistant, artificial intelligence. It's because of a lot of different factors. One, of course, is the maturation of cloud computing. Let's be honest, uh, Microsoft has a lot to do with that, going all in on Azure. Amazon, of course, is still the giant, but all the other major Software vendors, enterprise software companies are going cloud. SAP has gone all in on cloud, the SAP cloud platform. You've probably heard about that on the show in the past. 
IBM, of course, with Blue Mix. Oracle is all in on the cloud. <clears throat> Salesforce, uh, we mentioned them in the abstract here today. We tried to get someone on. We'll get someone on to a future show. They weren't available for this time slot. But Salesforce, uh, you could argue that Salesforce really is the initial juggernaut that forced most organizations to take cloud very, very seriously. Because way back when, and that is now like 25 years ago, I want to say, the Salesforce got rolling. Of course, Mark Benioff came out of Oracle, so he had his uh, pedigree there. And uh, Salesforce Towers, now the tallest building in San Francisco. So Salesforce is huge. It's a powerhouse out there. They have Einstein. Uh, is their AI engine. SAP has what they call SAP Leonardo. We'll talk about that today. IBM has Watson, of course, which is artificial intelligence. Basically, it's a learning solution. Leonardo is a little bit different. Uh, I describe Leonardo as a methodology which synthesizes the component parts of modern enterprise innovation. And that's because the folks at SAP kind of figured out that you have all these component parts, like big data, for example, on the information side. You've got blockchain, you have predictive analytics, you have artificial intelligence, so you have all these different technologies and data types, and that data is in such abundance these days. And anyone who knows anything about AI and machine learning will tell you that without enough data, those technologies are basically useless. But we have enough data now, and it's in the cloud, and so the cloud is really taking over as the, the de facto center of gravity for enterprise computing. And I have to say, that's, that's mostly good news. It's only bad news in the fact that, well, you're going to be beholden to some cloud vendor, and they may raise the prices on you at some point. But they all seem to be pretty much focused on understanding that you need to control costs. Uh, one of the jokes I hear about AWS is that it's the most unmanaged line item on your budget because it can just blow up overnight. But there's a lot of work being done there too, right, just in terms of alerts and things. But the topic for today is really on how major vendors are putting a lot of time, effort, and money into their biggest bets. Like I mentioned, SAP Leonardo. We've got Andy Mutz on the show today. He's going to talk about that. First, we have Eric Wright, a regular on the show from Turbonomic, who knows a thing or two about all these different kinds of technologies. So, Eric, I'll bring you in to tell us, first of all, remind us about yourself and your company, what you folks are doing, and then let's talk about how AI is really crystallizing as a force to be reckoned with in the enterprise and in the world. All right. Thanks very much, Eric. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, my name is Eric Wright. I'm the technology evangelist, uh, and I also lead the technical marketing team at Turbonomic. Uh, our platform does workload automation for hybrid cloud, and what we use is we're, we're an AI-driven platform that runs, and we match the demand of resources to uh, an underlying supply of infrastructure, whether it's on-premises or cloud, and then we do uh, workload automation throughout the full stack in order to kind of make sure that those resources get what they need in order to get better performance, do it le at less cost, and then keep policy and compliance in, in line. So that's my 30 seconds of, of what we do. And, and what's really exciting is really more what I'm seeing through customer interactions. And, and a lot of the stuff that we've seen is this move to cloud. And if I look at before, it was about how do you scale infrastructure, right? And that was why people loved the cloud, because that was what we needed to do. And there was this feigned idea that there was going to be a way called the race to zero. The pundits lined up around it like, aha, you know, every month the, the prices would go down on, on IaaS in Azure, and then AWS would respond in kind. And, and everybody said it was, it was heading to zero, but then all of a sudden they realized if they all act like jewelry stores <laughs> and they all stop lowering the prices, people are going to love buying it, right? So now what it became was data. And if you could get data into the platform, then all of a sudden, whammo, right? You don't need to race to zero. So once you've got the data, you have this data gravity challenge. And then even further along, what I love is that people realize, like, uh, they don't care. They'll move their data. But what matters is why their data is there. And this is becoming AI and other adjacent services. And that's the, that's the real money. Like, that's why it's valuable. If I go to AWS or if I choose to go and, and latch on to, if I'm using SAP already, hey, look at that. Service is right there. If I'm using IBM Cloud, uh, easy access to Watson. Even if you're not, it's all, like, it's API accessible. So, really, what I'm saying is that the move to cloud used to be about getting stuff there, and now it's about keeping it there with better services and ones that are proven. And when I when you see AI and you see machine learning stuff coming out in cloud platforms, 
This is not first-generation stuff. They've been running it internally for years, running their own services, and now this is real. You know, AWS, did. that's how they started, right? They're like, they built their own infrastructure, and then they started selling it to people because why not? You know, and so you look at what Salesforce is doing, and you look at what, what the SAP team are doing. It's amazing, right, because they've been using this stuff themselves. Obviously, I'll let Andy speak much more about, like, the stuff that's going on at SAP especially, but... Like, these are proven things, and the more we use it, the better it gets. Because the more you throw data at the models, the more you test those models out, the more they get tuned. It's, I say every day is, a, is the greatest day in IT ever, and, and you wake up tomorrow, and it's, again, it's the greatest day. It's, it's, I'm, I'm far <laughs> too excited about how fun it is to be in this industry. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think that's exactly right, and I think you're also right about – yeah, it's not going to be zero, and the case now is going to be made that, to your point, the big vendors have to take care of their customers because it is going to get easier and easier to move. I think there's there's just no way to stop that, right? There's going to be a real desire to avoid lock-in, but to your point, if the vendor is doing the right thing, then the customers are going to stay, and it's going to make sense. Because, no, I mean, honestly, who likes to move operational systems? Nobody. Nobody wants to touch that stuff because it works. I mean, that's the thing, right, about operational technologies is that they're getting the job done, and to, to rip and replace is very, very painful. Uh, there are strategies now to be able to do that. But I think a big part of it, too, is to be able to run your AI and your machine learning on the data that you have in that cloud, right? That, that proximity does matter. And so... And really, the more historical data you can bring to bear, the better in terms of leveraging AI and ML technologies. Right, Eric? Well, yeah. It, I, there's a great a company that I've used for some other my own personal projects, and this was uh, called Algorithmia. And that's what they effectively – there's like, here's the trained models, here's some data you can throw at it to train it further. And it made it super easy to consume AI and, and machine learning services. And now I, I don't even need that. Like, you know, God bless them. They've done great stuff. But, like, I look at native offerings within the cloud platforms. It's there. And like you said, I mean, moving, oh, it's it's terrible, right? And we think about the input-output stuff. That's the – you talked at the start about the unseen, you know, the, the unknown line item that just appears every month. The old joke is that the cloud is, is cheaper as long as you're willing to pay more. But the problem with it is – like we start to see those unseen service usages and you know when you get data inbound and outbound and you see those egress and ingress charges that's what was interesting at reinvent when they announced like hey we've got this really slick you know s3 uh, advanced offering but guess what you're paying to move data inside it and you're like wait a second i can offer this to customers but then i've got to pay for it it was the first time we actually saw them moving a free thing to a paid thing and then so that race to zero is definitely over there but why it's important is because it makes you think if i build my service wrapped around it you want to move as much stuff close to it and right. yeah it's lock-in is a weird thing it's uh i i hate it but i know it's you know it's reality i always tell people like you married you like lock-in guess what right it's not <laughs> such a bad thing <laughs> it's, it's we that's right and Cloud brokerage, this is another one. There was a ton of companies that were kind of thinking about cloud brokerage. Whew, that went away fast, right? Because it's it's a pretty terrible idea. Like you can't, you don't move stuff back and forth. Even with, if you do Kubernetes, if you do all these neat things, hey, good on you. But you're really not going to move workloads back and forth between clouds. Like find the reason why you love that service. And like I said, I if I got Salesforce data, I guess whose AI I'm going to lean on. If I'm using SAP mm -hmm. to drive my business, why why would I not think of looking native and, and seeing what they're doing? Because it's not just your data that's making that platform better, but everybody else. So obviously, what can IBM, what can SAP, what can Salesforce do? They bring right. all their customers in there. It's, it's pretty profound. Well, and there's something to be said about critical mass, and you just kind of alluded to that, right, which is if you have a critical mass of transaction history, if you have a critical mass of customers, like if you're an SAP or an IBM, well, then you're going to be able to leverage these technologies effectively. And, you know, SAP talks a lot about, uh, in fact, Marcus Noga, 
who I interviewed at Sapphire last year, talked a lot about little AI learners inside the business processes, right? So if you are all in with SAP, for example, they are working hard to get these little artificial intelligence bots just sitting in the system and then watching as data flies around and sort of paying attention to the patterns in things like usage, but in, in things like actions too. And the idea is that these little um, AI bots, if you will, can learn some very interesting things about your data and your processes that maybe you would not have been able to see otherwise. And you'll see that. I'm actually going to speak at a conference later this year, and the topic is uh, it's going to be how the other half lives. And the general idea is that AI is really going to upset the apple cart in terms of traditional technologies like business intelligence and data warehousing and reporting and analytics and so forth because the AI will service for you some interesting things that that old model just won't show for you. I'm going to argue that that doesn't mean the old model should go away. There's a lot of value in some of these data warehousing environments that have been very tightly engineered to, to track the business and to pay attention to key metrics. And you have to remember, too, that AI can be wrong. AI is by no means flawless. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see artificial intelligence kind of create the other eye. So reporting and, and dashboards and all the traditional technologies and methods that we use to organize and analyze data, what we call the sort of data warehousing business intelligence world, that's all going to stick around. It's going to be half of your view, but the other half is going to be from AI. And I think with that combination, you get really cool stuff like depth perception, basically, like being able to, to catch trends that you would otherwise have missed. Because remember, traditionally in the data warehousing world, you had to think about what questions your analysts would be asking before you designed the models. Well, with AI, that's not an issue at all. The AI can just dive right at your data and have some fun with it. So I think that you're going to see this sort of interesting bipolar world where we're going to have the traditional means of information gathering and analysis, and we're going to have all this new stuff, and it's going to be a combination of those two that's going to help organizations really get a handle for what's happening and what decisions they should make and how. But Eric, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that because you're an industry veteran. Yeah, God, I sound so old when I hear it that way. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> uh, the, that... So if you think one of my – a great example to use is, is Ray Dalio. If you've read Principles and you follow what Ray has done in, in the in the industries around hedge funds, what Bridgewater Capital has done, they're like the number one hedge fund in, in the world. And what they've done is used AI, used systems to create rules and heuristics that map to what decisions need to be made. And what they did was they used people to say, all right, I'm going to take – I'm going to take my best guess at something, and then I'm going to create a machine that does the same guess. And then they tuned the machine along the way. But they always have a ride-along of a human saying, like, I believe that this will be the outcome. And it's a chance for us to con on, like you said, AI can be wrong. Or maybe not that it's wrong, but it's so pure in its outcome that sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. we don't agree with it, and we, we have to kind of – we have to nuance some of the outcome, right? And, and then the other problem, of course, is that getting people to accept, like, AI is not going to be ruled by robots. We're not going to be doing all these things. Like, we, what we're doing is we're advancing the capabilities. And that's, right. that's the, if you're, you're not using AI directly, guess what? You actually are. Because every service you buy is using it in some way or another. It's a matter of how willingly we can take stuff and, and leverage it directly. And I don't know, I mean, I... Again, being that we've been in the industry of delivering a service that's based on it, a lot of times the biggest problem is getting people to trust the outcome. But over time, yeah. I, we kind of dig in, right? If I say, Siri, you know, where's the best restaurant around here that has Thai food? It, it's, it's been pretty good lately. You know, it's, that's the stuff that we start to do on a daily basis. And then once, you, once that day-to-day -day becomes cool, then when you go to the office and someone says, hey, we want to use AI to drive stuff, just it's not scary anymore it's fun right no that's a very good point and uh, i was actually talking to someone on a briefing call just yesterday about these kinds of technologies and made the exact point that you just made which is that you're already using something that's using ai i promise if you're using gmail for example on the enterprise suite the g suite they've got ai baked right into that platform now and it's surfacing for you 
emails that it thinks you should be sending. Well, that there's an artificial intelligence engine underneath the covers doing that for you. And uh, I had a call to to pop a lock the other day. I managed to get it resolved without using them, thank goodness. But uh, I asked, oh, how much is it going to cost? He said, about 65 bucks. I said, okay, I'm going to call you back. He goes, well, the price may change. And I'm like, oh, well, it sounds to me like Popalock is now using dynamic pricing, which is probably leaning on some machine learning model, right? So, again, that's not new. People have been doing that kind of thing for a while, but it's going to become much more prevalent as many companies just buy a service that provides that AI, right, Eric? Yeah, it's and again, I, I just love the you – know, there's this question of whether we're getting the right output and the right outcomes. and It's becoming more acceptable. Like you said, you spot it right away. You're like, ah, okay, because the prices are changing, I get why. From 10, 12 years ago, or even today, some people would be like, ah, oh, I don't understand. It should be the same price until the day the plane flies or whatever. It's like there's a reason this dynamic stuff works. And what was funny, <laughs> literally – you know, uh, just to talk about my platform, right? Like that's that was our our whole crux is we we use economic principles to drive research optimization, and it early wow. on people were like, Ugh, I don't know if that really is w- the right way to do it. Well, you know, it's been proven out in 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 its outcomes, and so now people don't even question it. But mm-hmm. I, I used to have to explain it and really get people like, it's going to be okay. Just trust me. You may not <laughs> believe that this thing should scale or size or move, and like. Let it try it, you know. And now they don't even question it. Today, you know, any customer that you probably talk to, folks in the industry, people think right. automation first. They think, you know, right. what's second order consequence that I can get from trusting? The f- so don't question the first layer. Question the second order consequence. That's where yeah, the value is. Yeah, that's exactly is. right. That's you know, right. AI that's accelerates right. it. Okay, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Don't touch that dial. You are listening to DM Radio. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Nissan introduced the IMS concept. It has autonomous driving modes on electric power, but still has an exciting driving performance. Underneath, dual electric motors. Blue lights on the vehicle light up to tell others that it's in autonomous mode. It'll project augmented reality on the dashboard, alerting you of safety hazards ahead. Expect it to be able to do 300 to 400 miles on a single charge of electricity. For more, call CarTech. Visit testmiles.com. Here's the thing about bragging rights. They don't come with trophies or medals. But when your Tacoma with crawl control powers over a gnarly patch of rocks, there's nothing more satisfying than throwing it in your buddy's face. Learn more at toyota.com slash testmiles. You're listening to Global American Broadcasting, the Gab Radio Network. For more info on our programs and services, including technical operations and syndication, please visit Gab Radio Network. I've told you before, check out. Give up on the Internet and technology for a bit every now and then. The science approves next on Dane's Life. Every night, one snores and the other can't sleep. It seems like there's no end to it. But now, there is a quick and easy-to-use solution. A natural solution. Snore Stop. Thank you, Snore Stop. You saved my marriage. Snore Stop. Sprays or tablets are now available nationwide at Rite Aid and CVS. Or you can go online at snorestop.com. Don't wait. It's time to try Snore Stop and make every night a better night for both of you. Myriad studies have been published recently. A constant influx of information, especially current events and partisan politics, adversely affects one's mood and health with hundreds or thousands of people all shouting at once it leads to increased aggressiveness as some people try to get their voices heard amidst the cacophony and it's stressful and stress is the enemy another struggle confusion with no shortage of news stories that seem to prop up either side of an argument you can find distinctly contrasting journalistic efforts that can make you wonder just what the truth really is one interesting take i've seen recently it's just like having an overabundance of food Some people cannot say no. That can lead to anxiety levels through the roof when it comes to you putting more info in your brain than you're capable of handling. So take a break. You're not going to miss out on the news. The news will continue forever. Look around again. Remember what it's like to breathe the clean air, to appreciate the love in your life. You're not going to get it by listening or fixating on more yelling and obfuscation. One thing I like doing picking up some fiction a few times a year. It helps me unplug and gets those creative parts of my brain firing again. 
do something to make your life better because it's not being up to date on the next thing that doesn't really make a difference in your life anyway. Like us on Facebook at Fr Welcome back to DM Radio. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks, back here on DM Radio, moving through the ether, riding the airwaves. And next up, we've got Andy Bunts from SAP, dialing in all the way from Germany today. Andy, welcome to DM Radio. Tell us a bit about uh, yourself and what, what you folks are doing with artificial intelligence. Absolutely. So my name is Andy Mutt. I'm a, um, a, a architect at SAP, working in Leonardo and Analytics. I'm a long-time software and data geek. I've been working in the industry for 20-ish years across both um, analytics and machine learning and AI. And I'm super excited to be able to talk about what we're doing at SAP. In fact, you mentioned Marcus Noga. I actually saw Marcus earlier today. Amazing hmm. talent. Uh, and, and probably that's one of the favorite things I get to do at SAP is just talk to absolutely brilliant people, uh, occasionally partly in German, but actually most of them speak great English, so pretty easy for me. Um, that's, right. that's good. What I wanted to kind of reflect on was sort of some of the facets of SAP Leonardo and kind of how we think about it, what makes it sort of a unique and, um, and really differentiated approach. It's really because we think about uh, Leonardo, we really think about both the innovation and the technology. And by innovation, I really mean the process of taking a, um, a business, really deeply understanding it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then innovating with the team members, with the business, to understand how technology can really be brought to service with the human beings who are running the business. And I think... It's the human face, and I think that's what I love about the kind of a Leonardo image. It's the human face of the business. It's about augmenting the productivity, the joy, the uh, you know the safety, all all of the different aspects of the the people who are customers of the business and employees of the business that really make kind of the Leonardo approach special. And you know, I give a lot of credit to uh, to Hasso, who founded the Design Institute in uh, in Palo Alto. At Stanford, because it's really fundamental to the core of kind of SAP's heritage, and in SAP Leonardo, we've combined that with AI and machine learning, both in the service of making people more productive by automating processes, as well mm -hmm. as uh, using AI to really make people smarter and try to work alongside the insight that people bring to the business. Yeah, and Hasso Plattner, what a great guy that is. I have to say I've, uh, I've always been impressed by his vision. If you look at the different um, organizations and institutes and companies and initiatives that he's launched over the years, he's got a lot of, of deep vision. He saw things were going. I talk a lot about uh, SAP with Hannah and the whole in-memory architecture, 
they saw that 12, 13 years ago and said, we're going in memory. We know that uh, by the time this comes to fruition, the price differentials are going to have changed significantly. And guess what they did, right? So he kind of saw that coming, and I've been very impressed by that. And uh, I think right also about putting a human face on this stuff because we, you know, we – People do get a little bit paranoid, at least these days, but back to Eric Wright's point earlier, after a while, you just get used to it and you accept it because machines are out there. We've been using machines you know, since the plow. So machines aren't new, but the power of some of these new machines, especially the AI-driven technologies, that's very, very significant. And you do kind of have to take a step back and, and let these algorithms do their thing, right, Andy? Exactly. And and let's talk for a minute about how embedded AI and neurons really are in everything that, that we interact with. So for example, um, if you're using if you're using a mouse pad, right, a touchpad on your computer, you're using an early neural net based system that was invented by a guy named Carver Mead, uh, incorporated a company called Synaptic. That's an early form of translating your if you will the way you touch a mouse pad with your intention. If you're using a camera that has face recognition, it's, not, it's another kind of AI. So these things have become incredibly deeply embedded in how we live and operate in our daily lives. And more and more, they're becoming part of what we interact with. Um, in the case of SAP, uh, we're building AI into chatbots, we're building AI into analytics, and we're building AI into the way that formerly very um, effort-intense business processes run. And really, that's, that's what I'd like to talk about is how we're both making people smarter and making people more productive. Yeah, and that, that's actually a really good point, right? Because what you're going to see is people who leverage these technologies to refine their business processes, to refine their offerings, and even something like just customization and personalization, right? We, we now have enough computational power to build profiles of individual customers and individual clients. I've amused um, on other shows that China, their government is actually doing that. This is the system you hear about, the sort of social credit score system. They're building a persona, a profile for every person in the country. And guess what, folks? They're doing it for every American, too, <laughs> at least everyone that's on some sort of social media platform. They're scraping all that stuff. But the point is that the smart companies are going to be using this technology to augment what they're doing. It's not so much to supplant human processing, because a lot of times AI is really, and machine learning also, is really just automating really tedious, boring processes that human beings would not have been able to do anyway. Right, Andy? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I love the example that you gave earlier about analytics and uh, machine learning and AI-led analytics, because um, a, it's something that I've been involved in for a long time. I was CTO of a company called Beyondcore that was one of the kind of the new kids on the block in using machine learning-led analytics to drive new insights. And the um, the observation that uh, that Beyondcore, of course, that SAP made, is that you can't actually discover what's interesting in data just by looking at all of the potential graphs that analytics can show you particularly if you're looking at the same graphs every week. Right? You need to have that combination of machine learning, essentially math, that says, hey, this is the most interesting graph, or this is what's really changed in a material way, to guide you to have that look at the most relevant graph, the most relevant picture, so that you can apply the human understanding that you've got of your business to figure out what's really going on, what really changed that was, that was important. And furthermore, yeah. if you blindly would take an AI and say, oh, wow, I can see that my sales are up in, you know, in Boston, I should ship more stuff to Boston. Well, you have to be able to recognize with human insight the difference between a one-time event and a trend. And that's something that people can do, but an AI isn't as good at. Yeah, and you know, you just reminded me of something that might be fun to kind of explore a bit. I remember thinking to myself a long time ago, like in my teenage years and early 20s, I, you, you get a new song and you love this new song. It's now your favorite song, right? You hear it on the radio and you just love it. And the first few times you hear that song, 
it seems to go on a really long time, even if it's, let's say, just standard three minutes, 30 seconds long, kind of a classic pop tune length. Still, it just seems to really go on and on and on. Well, then after you've heard it a bunch of times, let's say you even bought the album, you're playing it over and over again. Now when you hear it, it just seems to go by much faster. Well, it's still three minutes and 30 seconds. So what's happening? Well, what's happening is your perception is changing. And basically, because you know what's coming now, I think what happens is your mind kind of wanders. You start thinking about other stuff. And then guess what? The song is over. Well, in the early days, you were focused intently on that song and every second in that song. And so it lasted a long time. It was the watch pot that never boils. Yes, it does boil, but it seems like it takes a lot longer. And I think that's an interesting metaphor to describe what we've been talking about here with AI-powered analytics. Namely, that in your traditional view, like you said, if you're looking at the same charts and graphs all the time, well... You may not have the uh, the impetus to change something. You may not be motivated to change something. But the point is, slowly but surely, your attention to that detail is diminishing. It's attenuating, basically. It's getting smaller and smaller over time, and you're just going to miss something. So if you use this AI-powered stuff, that's going to pop out stuff that the machines came up with. It's not you. It's the algorithm. I mean, maybe you helped train the algorithm to a certain extent. But I think that's what's so powerful is it's going to keep things fresh for you. And you're going to use insights that pop out of that AI engine into your other side. So you're going to say, hey, you know what? I, I haven't been tracking this one metric at all, and I need to start tracking this. So you talk to your developer maybe or the IT team or whoever. You do it yourself, and you change your, your dashboard, your traditional BI dashboard. I think that's very, very exciting, and it's going to keep people fresh. It's going to keep people engaged because the analytical process requires engagement. Thinking about this stuff, right, Andy? Exactly right. Yeah, and it's a completely different way of thinking about analytics. So, you know, and there's two sides of that from my perspective. One is, what do I really want in a dashboard? I actually don't necessarily want a dashboard on the wall. What I really want is a dashboard that you know, like emails me or pages me or calls me on the phone when something important happens, right? So that I can do something about it when there's an essentially um, a, a new event, a new trend, something that I really need to have brought to my awareness. The second thing is what I really want is a bot, if you will, that I can just ask a natural language question to and get an answer. Like, can I ask my data what's changed? Can I ask my data... What are my sales this month? Why should I have to specify things using kind of a, a, a custom UI or custom graph library when you know, the English language is such a good way to ask questions? And it's one of the really exciting features now in SAP Cloud Analytics is that you know, we've introduced a sort of bot interface into the analytics. So you can just ask it a question and get back an answer that makes sense in that context. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Natural language processing, and that we kind of keyed off the show or teed off the show here, focusing on that a little bit. But it's really, really important, and that NLP stuff is getting very, very sophisticated these days. We're still not there yet. Siri still misunderstands basic things. But the point is we're kind of in the early stages of this AI. And so I think over time you're going to see that 50-50 worldview I discussed kind of start gravitating more toward the AI side of things and you can also learn by paying attention to who's talking about what and who's asking which questions. You know, some of these technologies have been around for a while, too, but collaboration, to me, is the other really major change in analytics and in managing large organizations because that collaboration is so powerful now, thanks in part to lessons learned from Google, for example, even Google Docs, that just the capacity to have two or three or five or ten people logged into the same document at the same time all over the world, making changes, having all of that recorded, wow, what a difference that makes over the old version of email. Okay, here's my version, email it over to Bob. Okay, here's my version, email it back. I mean, the amount of time and energy that you save by collaborating is just tremendous, and I think that's one of the real new uh, key value-adds of how we do analytics these days. What do you think, Andy? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the key, um, the key features to look for in analytics is that ability to share a dashboard, to share a data set, and be able to interact with it in a way that's both manageable and, and really transparent. 
because typically for every one person who's creating a data set, you'll have, you know, 10 times as many people who are analyzing it and sometimes thousands of more people who are using the insights from that analysis. So collaboration is a, is a critical aspect there. And I really love the point you're making about collaboration generally because now we've seen these companies like, uh, like Slack, for instance, really change the way that, uh, that, that people and that teams collaborate and make the distributed teams like, tremendously more effective. So it's huge. But I also want to touch on the point you made about kind of the amount of data necessary to make a, um, an NLP system productive. Because it's one of the places where SAP has really focused uh, both investment and development dollars. But it turns out that um, the more uh, data you have, obviously, and the more, of course the more expertise, the better chat thought you can create. And in the case of, of, of Siri and even more so Alexa, the chatbot can be extremely general purpose and powerful. But most businesses don't have that large volume of data. So what SAP did is create uh, and purchase and create, to be honest, from, from uh, together with Recast, a chatbot system which allows you to build and deploy a multilingual chatbot with, relatively speaking, a tiny amount of data, only about... 20 to 50 different examples for each intention, what we call an intent, so that in literally a period of under 10 weeks, you can take the existing data you've got from either a support or, or a sales uh, site, you can plug it into the, the chatbot creator, and you can make that chatbot real for your customers. And we've done that with a number of customers lately. And what it's done for them is driven a tremendous in- increase in their, in their efficiency, allowed them to take what were repetitive tasks and allowed them to give their customers essentially instant customer service. So yeah. it's, a, it's a huge difference in the direction that SAP takes. Yeah, and I saw that demo, by the way. I was at the AI Summit in New York uh, back in December, and I saw a demo of both the AI-driven analytics from SAP and the, uh, the chatbot solution. And I have to say, it really is very impressive because you can build out in a modular fashion the kinds of responses that you want that chatbot to give. So you wind up solving 80% of your customer service problems by the chatbot almost overnight. Folks, we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to DM Radio. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Holiday Inn Express wants to let you in on a little secret. There's still time to get at least 20% off at HolidayInExpress.com during our annual sale. We'll even throw in free breakfast. Just kidding. Breakfast is always included in your stay at Holiday Inn Express. Book now and save at HolidayInExpress.com. Terms apply. A great radio show may sound like it's easy to make, but if you've ever tried, you know that's not the case. With the time spent engineering, producing, and archiving, you end up losing focus on what really matters, the content of your show. If you put your show on the Gab Radio Network, you'll be able to leave all those technical worries to our staff of highly trained engineers and producers. And all you need to do is have fun and put on a great show. Want to find out more? Send an email over to... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply sales at gabradionetwork.com that's sales at gabradionetwork.com a new year brings new opportunity seize it with quantum nutrition labs three key players for weight management promote physical performance in muscle energy with creatine monohydrate stimulate fat metabolism with green tea extract 
subdue hunger signals, and boost protein intake with our vegan plant protein powder. Buy two bottles, get the third one free. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's qnlabs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. This is Dr. Mitch Gibson from The Mitch and Kathy Show. Have you ever wondered why you can't talk to people about certain things? Every day we go through life holding back on what we really want to talk about. Yes, there's a lot of talk shows that give you a chance to air your opinions about politics, race relations, and a host of other topics that you're supposed to be thinking about. Well, what about those other areas that you hold back on, such as that ghost you saw when you were a kid, those times when you travel outside your body, that UFO you can't talk about, that you saw in your backyard? Those strange people that appear and disappear around you, and you know you're not crazy. On the Mitch and Kathy Show, we give you a chance to talk about stuff like that, things that you hide from the world. In this way, we consider ourselves a guilty pleasure. Visit themitchandkathyshow.com for more information, or go to gabradionetwork.com. Welcome back to DM Radio. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks, back here on DM Radio. We're talking all about artificial intelligence today and the big bets that major vendors are playing, like SAP with Leonardo, like IBM with Watson, like Salesforce with Einstein. These are their artificial intelligence plays, more or less. SAP takes a bit more broad a view of these things. But uh, right before the break, we were talking about chatbots and how popular chatbots are. I mean, you can't go to a website anymore without a chatbot popping up quickly. Hi, can I help you? What can I do for you? And I was wondering to myself, well, why is this happening? Well, it's partly happening because there's a lot of innovation in that space. I mentioned I took a briefing from SAP at the AI Summit in New York this past December and saw what recast.ai, which is now part of SAP, is doing. It's a very powerful tool because you can build in a modular way responses to specific questions that come in. So I broke my computer. I lost my phone. Like basic stuff. I don't, I don't, what's your address? The thing is, a lot of times, the customer service winds up handling all these really inane tasks that, guess what, a chatbot can bang out for you, and then that doesn't cost you any more money on top of the solution. But I was wondering to myself, why has this happened? And I think that a big part of the reason is because we're now seeing the de facto admission by users and developers everywhere that search kind of failed. Because back in the day, if you wanted to find something on a website, you'd go to the little search window and type it in. If you want, don't want to go through all the menu options, type in the search, and you'd usually get back like you know 10 links, half of which were to the company's press releases, the other half of which had nothing to do with what you're trying to figure out. And I think that's why you start seeing all these chatbots now, because search in that context kind of failed. But uh, Eric Wright from Turbonomic, what do you think about that? Yeah, wholly agree. I mean, you you do this thing or you search for something on a product, and you all you get back is little snippets that say industry leading, game changing, like every hyphenated <laughs> word that tells you a description of the marketing of it. But like, I actually want to solve a problem with it. So when you can interact through chat, you can actually like Andy talked about intent and sentiment, right? You can now do stuff with chats through a chatbot that you can it can. Sense your sentiment. I was at a, an IBM event uh, a few, couple of months ago. I'm actually going to IBM Think in San Francisco next week as well. And this is the big thing, right? What is the AI actually doing? It's allowing people to detect sentiment. So people who get angry, you can it can tune the way it answers based on the in, the way that you're interacting with it. And it's it's kind of funny because we think like, oh, it's terrible that we're getting rid of that front line like human interaction. Like, I can tell you, I personally know a handful of people that probably wouldn't pass a Turing test. I kind of trust the chat bot first. And from there, 
then do the handoff to the person. Like So remember that was the whole thing. It's like, press one for this. And you're just yelling into it going, operator, operator. Like, you just wanted to get that IVR. But now you can actually interact with it. And it's right. that's the difference is that it can do so much more. And these interactions then, again, like you said, and like Andy said, the more we do at a scale, it allows it to become better at answering, you know, and yeah. I, I know I, I'm Canadian, so my English is already a little weird. <laughs> so if it can understand me, we're in pretty good. That's funny. No, you make a really, really good point. And besides uh, which, totally well, yeah, go ahead, Andy. No, I was, I was going to say I totally agree. I mean, if you live through, you know, working your way through a phone tree, you recognize that companies have been facing this uh, situation for years that it's just too expensive to have every phone call picked up within 10 seconds. So they use IVR to put channels with these calls to the right person. And the world of chatbots is such a much more satisfying consumer experience. It actually has a huge positive impact not only on, on cost, obviously, which you know our customers love, but also on the level of satisfaction the customers get because it tremendously shortens their path to the answer. By the way, I totally agree yeah. with your, um, your statement about the failure of search, and it is completely a, a war between search engine optimization and the search algorithm. And yeah. I can firmly attest to the fact that the search engine optimization is one. Yeah. No, that's right, and and to the detriment of us all, right? I mean, because we're all trying to find stuff. And now I will say Google has a pretty good response to that now. I'm sure you've all seen it, where you start typing and it gives you suggestions of what it thinks you're looking for. And, I mean, let's face it, Google absolutely has crushed the search business, right? I mean, who who goes to ask Jeeves anymore? Anybody? It's still out there. Um, but they've absolutely won that game. And, you know... I mean, I remember when the search was a the, was a real battle being fought. Excite was out there, Lycos, all these guys were out there. All the web was my favorite. Fast, remember that company? All the web. Oh, I'm dating myself again here, Eric. Uh, uh, remind me, I'm not that uh, old. Well, right? it, it, I was going to say, raise your hand if you used to do a bunch of white text on a white background with a bunch of keywords <laughs> to try and get caught by. Right, that was the. OG before beta tags, so we used to do bizarre things to get found, and you can't That's you it. can't beat the engine. That's right. I did it. I was there. 1990s, 1998. <laughs> That's so true. But yeah, but I, I AI it. really. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, like the stories that we're hearing of, like what we can do with it. That's. Like at this IBM event, I happened to be at, and it was it was amazing. Like people are talking about like suicide hotlines, but people are getting yeah. like they can detect how how desperate a person is wow. through the course of of a chat interaction to immediately wow. move them to like tier one type of response, and that's that's the kind of stuff where you are like ah, this is it. I, my favorite thing I remember hearing Penn Jillette, beautiful quote. He's of, of course of Penn and Teller. If you don't know it. He says, two things are invariably true. One, the world is getting better, and two, everyone thinks it's getting worse. Like, we see more noise, we see more kind of darkness around, but we are doing more with it. And it's these types of things, whether you distrust or or hate AI or love it, you know, it's like it it is legitimately creating a better life for a lot of things. It's just unfortunate. It highlights how painful things can be as as quickly. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's right. That's a very good point. And uh, Andy, you wanted to jump in there on something too? Yeah, no, I mean, I wanted to point out that, you know, when we're doing our best uh, with with these technologies, what we're really doing is taking some of the most painful automatable tasks and we're letting computers spin to, to perform those tasks and letting people perform the higher level executive functions that we all actually would rather do that we all enjoy. So one, mm-hmm. you know, one example is a SAP cash application, which is taking the formerly truly Byzantine task of taking uh, payments from customers and the, and their um, the, and, and purchases effectively invoices and matching payments to invoices. Something that like formerly was literally um, you know m- millions and millions of invoices a year, um, you know, an enormous amount of painstaking, no fun manual labor, and 
something like 97% of that matching can now be done within Epic Cash application. And think of wow. all the things that you could do instead of going through that process. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, and this is this is the real value of AI. But I have to say, Eric, you just gave me another sort of aha moment here. And wow, I mean, that would be a great marketing campaign for uh, any company that's that's doing some really good AI. Is that you literally can save lives, right? Because that engine can figure out very quickly. Oh my goodness, this person is very very close. And guys, come on, like whatever you do, don't do that. <laughs> just as a general rule, I thought uh, right. a relatively relatively dark joke, but you know, you hear all these commercials for the pharmaceuticals these days, and you know, I just to get on a soapbox quickly, I think we've gone a bridge too far with some of these medicines. When you hear the side effects, they start listing out, and they say, "Call your doctor if you have suicidal thoughts." I'm thinking, yeah, if you get there in time, <laughs> if you get to the phone before the suicidal yeah. thoughts, you know. <laughs> You do have to actually dial the numbers, right? Um, but seriously, they, they save so much time. And I'll, I'll throw one, one last one over to you, Andy. I was at an event in OC, the, the Orange County, I guess last November, and there was a company, um, Bramasol, which is a partner of SAP, talking about some of the success stories. And there was one company that they cited that had a lot of historical data, and they took like 10 or 11 years of historical ERP data, dumped it into the new machine learning module, in SAP S4 HANA and were able to automate something like 80% of the transactions almost out of the box. And so you start thinking about this, what would you do? This is another fun task. I'll, I'll throw it over to you first, uh, Andy, and then maybe comment on it, or Eric. What would you do if you got 80% of your time back? Would you do new things? Would you take a vacation? Would you, you know, what would you do? Because that's the message. You can save 80% or maybe it's 50% of your time by automating these pesky little processes with AI. But Andy, first and then Eric. Absolutely. No, that, that is the magic of it is that, you know, with that time, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, I might be able to write another white paper. I might be able to, you know, go home an hour earlier some days. But I wouldn't be doing are those thankless tasks that that that, that are really uh, that are really painful, and that level of automation, I think, is what what we all aspire to. It's like we would rather be doing something creative and something important than something that's you know filling out a form in the in the uh, world of office space. That's it. All right, last twenty seconds to to you. Definitely, the, the whole thing is. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it doesn't need to be the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week, but let's get it down to thirty-four. Like, let's do do stuff that we can actually render enjoyment and and take that stuff. If I found eighty percent of my time back, I'd fill it with one hundred and twenty percent of work, but I can do better <laughs> second-order stuff. It's a good time. That's, That's it. That's it. Now there are some workaholics out there. Uh, I think I'm one of them. But spend time with your kids, man. Spend time with your family. Watch a TV show again. To your point, Andy, write something. There are so many ways that we can spend our time. Let's not be afraid of the AI. Let's work with it. Let's keep it transparent. Let's get some transparency in those algorithms. And, folks, we'll talk to you next time. You have been listening to DM Radio. Hi, I'm Phil Grandy, Phil'sGang.com. Are you tired of being lied to about some magical economic recovery that only benefits the one percentile? And then when the market does collapse, you're sitting there calling your broker, what do I do when you should be shorting? Learn how to short the market. Continue to listen to my radio show, Phil'sGang.com. Become a member, only $39.95 a month, and learn how to short. Don't wait. Find out more at Phil'sGang.com or call 877-600-GANG. That's 877-600-4264. If you are passionate about securing your financial future, then check out philsgang.com. With philsgang.com, you get professional guidance on basic and advanced technical stock analysis. And just like the pros, you will gain the knowledge to recognize stock buy and sell patterns. Unlike any other service available, Phil Grandy and the philsgang.com team host daily interactive live streaming investing webinar classes and programs, and all material is archived. Check out philsgang.com. Call 877-600-GANG, 877-600-4264. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.